Hey, I just wanted to share with you today um, the possibility of using the deconstructing of processes um, as a change management strategy to face resistance versus as a traditional process improvement tool. And of course, deconstructing of processes had been traditionally used as a process improvement tool because it's no other than breaking down the end-to-end -end process into smaller pieces uh, to really identify um, waste or opportunities for improvement um, to make the process, the overall process, more efficient. And of course, it's, it's really fundamental for that. But what I will encourage you to think about is also look at it from a point of view of a change management strategy, right? Uh, with every change, resistance comes along. It's, there's no argument that you will face resistance. The question is how much. And in doing that deconstruction of the process, you're really helping those stakeholders that are being impacted by the change understand not only what is changing, but also why it's changing, right? And what are some of the benefits? And ultimately, you're responding to the question, what's in it for them? Both of those elements really help you build buy-in when you're driving change. So I will give you an example. Um, 2020 is no surprising, right, brought an exponential amount of change uh, to our businesses and organizations across the world. One of the areas that I think has been hit the hardest has been our selling function because they were all of a sudden challenged with continue bringing revenue to the organization, expanding and growing accounts and searching, right, hunting for new accounts in a way that did not allow them to have that traditional face-to-face -face contact. In doing so, we have to help them understand the reason why then it was really valuable to build virtual sales capabilities and where within that process make more sense to have those capabilities. So by deconstructing the overall selling process and breaking down into a smaller components, uh, we help those individuals understand the areas and activities that make more sense to continue doing in person, and also areas that it make more sense to actually do completely virtual, that it will increase the efficiency and the allocation of time, and in reality was freeing up their time to do other more um, higher return activities uh, for them, in, in some cases just to have a better balanced life. So in doing that analysis, we were helping them to come along, bring them along in the process and basically own their own decision that um, what it was best for them. In doing that, we're helping them understand the why and understand responding and addressing the question what's in it for them within the change, which in essence builds buy-in. And therefore, you have a better adoption and utilization and proficiency of the change that you're trying to drive. So how do you do this, right? So first, you have to be have a clear definition of what that end-to-end -end process is, right? Then really be clear on the measure of success, right? What is really defined success within that process? Then really start identifying and breaking down that overall process into smaller components and activities that are critical for that process. And then identify within that process 
what is really create value? What is what are the drivers for that value creation, and where does a really a one is required versus a nice to have? By doing that and working with your key stakeholders in a partnership, you will be able to bring along um, those individuals within that change journey and help them understand um, the why and not only the what of the change. And more importantly, you will be able to address that question, what's in it for them within that change? If you're able to do that, you will be able to increase the buy-in and therefore you will increase the adoption, utilization, and proficiency of the change that you're trying to drive. Thank you so much and good luck.